Welcome to Hawk Talk, a podcast brought to you by St. Dominic High School Bayhawk Media Production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are in the communication studio at uh, the Science Building, and we are back with our favorite guest, the one and only Darrell Balknight. Darrell, we are we are exhilarated to have you on today. We are so fired up. Last time, I thought it was a resounding success. So being back on the air, it's like a, a dream recome true. Well, look, I mean, I, I'm I'm pumped because you said I'm your favorite guest. So that already yeah. that already uh, that's got me fired up. Yes, you really are. We have some some very popular guests, but I think Darrell takes the cake for number one. It's it's awesome. And last time we were kind of in the thick of things with the NFL. Um, I was, I guess, around week eight, week nine. Mm -hmm. All I know is the Jets were still good, and then they (laughs) collapsed uh, just about soon after that. Um, But now we're kind of headed towards the. the NBA, NHL playoff kind of time. It's a very mm-hmm. exciting time, mm-hmm. especially here in New York. I don't think that the ga- the garden sports have been this exciting since probably the, the, 90s. the, the early 90s mm-hmm. back in the uh, – Back when the Rangers were relevant. Yes, and now they're suddenly relevant again. And the Knicks are playing their best basketball I've seen in my lifetime yeah. uh, because it's really been a lifetime of misery and pain yeah. as a Knicks fan. So that's turning around – um, what, what else? We got March Madness wrapped up. We know a CVS, C, CB, yes, CBS is the flagship uh, station carrier. for carrier for mm-hmm. March Madness. Mm-hmm. I mean, that must have been chaos for you, all those games going on at once. Huh? Every, every day. Every day. Every day. Um, but it, it, was, it was good chaos. It was fun chaos, um, especially – like with the the final four and just just everything being so unpredictable. Purdue losing, right. um, you know, Kansas losing. Furman then yeah, was like we Virginia. started off with a banger. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Furman and Virginia that game was was unbelievable. Um, all of March Madness. It was that's why it's the madness. Expect the unexpected. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's it's like you know the the whole bracket thing. I made my bracket on CBS and. Uh, Thank it, you. It was excruciating <laughs> to check the app every single day just because it just kept getting worse and worse. Yep. But the beautiful thing about it is that everybody's bracket is horrendous. Yeah. Nobody's alone. And uh, it's it's frustrating, but it's it's just that's what sports is all about. Yeah. And um, uh, obviously the final four was one for the ages with mm-hmm. FAU. So many stories. San Diego State. Yeah. yeah. That, I think that's my favorite thing about March Madness is the stories that we, we find about, we find out about people, mm-hmm. about schools that we never heard of before. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's like, I don't want to say they get their 15 minutes of fame because it's, it's greater than that. It's like, it's Tobey Anderson. Yeah. It, it's like you discover these people and these stories, and it's really wonderful. Um, so, to, speaking of Tobey Anderson, yeah, that will uh, be a good springboard to the fact that he is now at Iona, mm-hmm. which is a. Uh, I don't want to. It's not. It's in a probably a lower level division, but that allowed uh, Iona to hire a new coach in Tobey Anderson because Rick Pitino is headed to your alma mater and St. John's University. So I know that the Red Storm and their fans are really expecting big things out of uh, this new program. I think it kind of changes the whole complexion of the team 
the being the coach. Yeah. Uh, they it kind of seems like the last this whole era of St. John's. It's a tradition. Mm-hmm. They finish around five hundred. They're eight like in the eighth or ninth at the bottom of the barrel in the Big East. Yep. They win the first round against a sad team, <laughs> and then they lose in the second round. Last year, they lost to Villanova in the second round. They lost to Marquette this year. And that was last year. This oh. year, they lost to Marquette. Um, <laughs> so, the, the whole thing? We were there. So what are your expectations now with Rick? Well, I think I think you said it best at first that it, it changes. His hire changes the complexion of the team. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the, the on-court play is still to be seen, obviously, but from reports that surfaced, from news that came out, the, there there was a lot of immaturity and a lack of uh, discipline and seriousness with last year's iteration of the team. So having a coach mm-hmm. with a name as big as Rick Pitino, uh, in his first press conference, he said, I know I'm going to have to get eight to ten new players because not everybody's going to want to play for me or not everybody's going to be good enough or mature to play for me so he set the tone and and laid out the expectations right then and there um you know he's gotten some transfers he's gotten some new recruits a lot who came over from iona with him uh who have experience and i think the, the biggest thing for him was he he already he's retained his best player so Joel Soriano, yes, most improved a, player of yeah, the year in the yeah. Big East, uh, double double machine. Beast. I think yeah. he led the nation in, in double doubles last year. Wow, he's coming back. He was named captain by Rick Pitino early when right. he when he took the job at St. John's. So he's established the guy he wants to build at least this season around. And I think right. you know it, it might not. They might finish sixth this year. They might finish fifth. Um, I think it it's a little we might be jumping the gun a little okay. bit if we think yeah. he's gonna if, if he could take them right. and finish first or second place but I think this year is kind of like retooling mm-hmm. everything reshaping mm-hmm. the whole team getting some mature guys in there getting them used to the new staff and then building you know building literally building new facilities getting uh, getting money in there, playing new, playing games at the Garden, you know, which they want to do. They want to play a right. lot more games at MSG. I want them to as well. I want them to. It's uh, electric. You know, change the non-conference schedule, which they really struggled with under Mike Anderson, having a relatively weak and soft non-conference schedule, to be fair um, mm-hmm. and completely honest. But I, I think the complexion, like you said, of the team will be different. More fans in the stands. You know, yeah. you have more uh, tickets. Uh, yeah, yeah a champion and Rick Pitino leading one right. of the most historic programs of all time. So I, I think it'll be right. fun. Well, call me biased because St. John's has St. Dominic roots and St. John's yeah. I'm a St. John's fan. So I'm a little bit interconnected to him, even though I've never met him. But uh, so I think it's a home run higher all around. Yeah. Like, like you, like you just made so many great points about the fact that more fans in the stands and there's only so much that you can do and hold on. There's only so much that you can do in one year as a, as a college head coach, yeah. you can only bring in so many transfers, but I think the identity around this team is starting to change. Mm-hmm. And as that changes, as they rise through the ranks a little bit, maybe in, um, improve two spots in the standings, mm-hmm. maybe more big names will want to come. I would hope so. Yeah. Like building off what you said, what you said, like, St. John's, like you said about the attendance, mm-hmm. I went when they played UConn. Mm. 
Was that at the Garden? It was at yeah. MSG. Yeah. No St. John's fans. It was like packed UConn. That's what I heard. Like, like also what you said, they're taking steps in the right direction. Like, like not jumping the gun. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they might improve, but like they still have to go through teams like Villanova, mm-hmm. Marquette. UConn is probably the best team in that conference now. Mm-hmm. Right. With all their guys coming back. Yeah. I think we should take a back. moment to recognize UConn. Their fans, their team, their coach. Um, they're ridiculous. They're yeah. ridiculous. And and a heck of a season all around. I was at the Garden for the majority of the Big East tournament. I think I went to like 85%. I missed one day. And um, – their fans are awesome all I, around. I think I saw maybe maybe it was regular season against St. John's. The the garden, like you said, yeah, it was, it was like 80, 85% UConn fans. It was definitely even at yeah. the games where UConn wasn't playing, you saw the husky jerseys in the stands. And all the blue. The, and, the blue, the yeah. hat. I mean, and, and there's a lot of teams in the conference. Is there eleven or twelve? Yeah. Uh eleven. Eleven. And there's a lot of teams in the conference, but they they by far are uh uh, the, the sorry, recording technical difficult. They by far are. Uh, I was so called the Yankees of the Big East, at least right now. I mean, it kind of fluctuates, but um, and and I feel very happy for their coach. I'm blanking out on his name right Dan now. Dan Hurley. Dan Hurley. He's Dan been there for a very long time, and uh, I think he played there as well. So this is this is well deserved on his part, and uh, I know the whole campus is probably still celebrating. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. All right, so now we're just kind of kind of transition over to the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. Obviously, CBS is a uh, w- one of the mainstream football n- networks, networks. Yeah. and um, so you're. Tra- I'm sure there was plenty of draft coverage on the sports network. Oh yeah, and um, obviously you being from DC, mm-hmm. so we kind of want to hear what you thought of their draft, the command of the commanders, the commanders. Um, I I give it a solid. Out of ten, well, out of ten, uh, six and a half. Mm. Um, I think I, I like our first round pick, Emmanuel Forbes, the the cornerback out of Mississippi State. Um, I think he's dynamic. I think he's a playmaker. I think he will uh, solidify our our secondary even more. A secondary that that's young and kind of came into its own last year. Um, I like him. The the reason I think I give it a six and a half is because I said to myself, if we if we didn't draft an offensive lineman in the first game, I'm sorry, in the first round, we needed to get one in the second round. Or if we didn't draft a defensive back with our first round pick, we needed to get one in the second round. We got the defensive back first round. Then we went back in the second round and got another defensive back. That was kind of questionable to a lot of fans, even though they this the he's supposedly the best nickel corner in in all of college football. That's fine, and I'm 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 cool with that. I'm excited to see him play. Mm-hmm. I really wanted an offensive lineman, and we got a center right. in the third round. I think we got an offensive tackle or guard in the fourth or fifth round. Um, but I, I I think we 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 have playmakers. We have a speedy running back that we just picked up. Um, and like I said, Forbes is dynamic. He's a playmaker. Right. I'm uh I, I I'm I'm intrigued. I'm really interested to see how they're all obviously going to fit. But I, I think Forbes is probably our, our third starting cornerback. And um right. I'm excited to see him. 
It's been a pretty dark era in, in Washington football. I feel bad for you. Between the name change, yeah. the owner, just a lot of turmoil all around. We will not dive too deep into it because it can kind of be a sensitive topic uh, in regards to Dan Snyder. Yeah. But I know that the whole city of Washington's rejoicing that he's gone. He, he, I, well, I think people are planning parades yeah. already. <laughs> it's all right inside my city. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, was, he was a complete disaster. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just good. I mean, he got a ton of money. Yeah. I don't really understand as to why, I guess, D.C.'s, you know, one of the bigger cities in America. Mm -hmm. But there were so much money, the commanders. Why? The, the $6 billion? Yeah. Uh, that, so D.C., um, the, where they, where their The rich history? Yeah, the rich history, where their practice facility is. It's one of the wealthiest counties in the country um, where they, where they, play in Landover, Maryland, where the stadium is, it's the it's the wealthiest, it's 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 the wealthiest African American zip code mm. in the country. And then in DC, where they hope to go again, obviously we know the history of DC. So all that coupled with the the the, the rich history of the team um and a top 10 media market, that's all gonna play a factor into six billion as unfathomable as, yeah. as that wow. is i knew i'd get a great explanation out of you <laughs> that was a little that, bit that pretty it. much yeah that pretty much covers it yeah. uh so heading up the coast i'm, to East I'm, ha I'm happy for you i'm happy for you i'm happy for Thank the you. whole fan base because they're hard to root against washington i mean they're they don't have the best against. what do you mean i don't well i, I think they're easy to root against you do because of because Snyder. they don't think about it though in in the NFC East look at these fan bases they are also obnoxious and loud and annoying the Giants fans don't get me started as a Jets <laughs> fans they are the worst Eagles fans take it to a new level of craziness and disgrace yeah. climbing on grease poles. Then you've got who, who the most delusional fans in football. You're the most the delusional. Cowboys. Listen, I actually, I, I, you know, you either love them or you hate them. I actually don't love them or hate, hate the Cowboys as a Jets fan. I'm kind of neutral, but their fans are are psychopaths as well. I, I I would say Eagles fans are the craziest. They are. Cowboys fans are the most delusional. Yes, I that's... think I think there's a I think there's a difference. I've never seen a Cowboys fan climb a street lamp. Right. They haven't won a title. They have no reason to. Yeah, correct. They have we, no reason. we don't have any reason to either, except for Dan Snyder being gone. <laughs> but yeah, it's um this thing about the Cowboys is that the fans. It's kind of like Yankee fans because of the name and mm -hmm. the city. Mm -hmm. The expectations so big, and the disappointment is so profound yeah. when they inevitably do disappoint. That it's just. It, it, I think it's. Uh, it kind of brings that carryover effect to other fan bases. Like, wow, look at you guys, you, you, you big hot shots, huh? Yeah. And your first round exits again, or you're not in the playoffs again. Yeah. And, uh, but Washington, the fans are not nearly as passionate as all those other fan bases. I'm sorry. They're just not, it's, it's the, true. The, the stadium's dead when they're not playing well, but it's you know, DC too. people, they, they can, you know, we saw the Nationals win the World Series in 2019. Mm -hmm. They can be pretty hectic mm -hmm. over there, too, because it's the East Coast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so look, now now let's kind of go back to this uh, tri-state area here. Yeah, going up to East Rutherford. We're going to yeah. talk about the Giants. Um, Giants had excellent draft, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, drafting DB out of Maryland. Wish we got one of the big four receivers, you know, center – Best center, apparently. Right. I thought a, a receiver was at the top of the Giants' wish list. It was. Too. And then then defense. Yeah. 
which mm-hmm. sucked. The guy we wanted went right before us. Right. You know, drafted a DB. Thoughts on Good. Banks? Banks, love him. I do too. He's really aggressive. I think he's going to lock up receivers. Yeah. Then second round, draft arguably the best center in this year's draft besides the guy out of Michigan who, who won the award. Right. And then, you know, drafting Hyde in the third round is a steal, my that opinion. That was a steal. Yeah. A steal, in my opinion. Just giving Daniel Jones some weapons. Did you did you guys get a wide receiver Who? at some point? The Giants. Yeah. Did you draft anybody? Yeah, drafted Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I, know, right. I think we picked him up in free agency. Yeah. As well. Undrafted free agents too. Yeah. I think I feel that every team in the NFC East got a little better in the draft. Yeah, I would yeah. I would say of course. That. I think so. Well, the 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 division has improved vastly over the, uh, over the years. I mean, yeah. the NFL it's 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 as unpredictable as March Madness. Yeah. You just never know where where its particular division or team is going to end up. Yeah. And they went from being the absolute the laughing joke. stock, historically bad, when Washington had won. Mm-hmm. That was like the golden age of Washington football, yeah. going like seven and nine and winning that <laughs> it's title. RG three. Yeah. So Since, that was yeah twenty twelve right. But, I was at the game where he tore his ACL. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's an excellent analyst. He now. is. He, he I, really, I, I really like him. I agree. And um, I remember getting his jersey for Christmas. He was like my favorite player. And then, wow. See, I do like Washington. My dad was born in Washington. He was born in Pittsburgh. Then he moved to Washington. So I, I don't mind the now called commanders. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. Uh, so Giants, I would, where would you put a number? Would you put a number on that? An eight. At an eight, solid eight. Yeah, solid eight. That's yeah. a little generous. Seven. <laughs> Why you got fleeced twice? The, the so now let's talk about the Jets because we have to. And, and <laughs> snooze fest of a team. It will be a whole another segment that we're going to get into Aaron Rodgers. But our draft was decent. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was last year's draft, which was last out of yeah, this, out of this world. Was, that was a great draft. And and. The, the draft was one thing, but how the players actually panned out, mm-hmm. exceeding all of our expectations, yeah. and now pretty much being world beaters of the NFL, and Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, both rookies of the year. Um, I, I probably said last time on the podcast that they were going to be, and now they are. So <laughs> Manifested. Um, yeah, I manifested it. So uh, our draft was okay. Yeah. We did kind of get uh, – Fleeced. Not fleeced. <laughs> We, we did kind of get boned over by the Patriots because they traded up. We were going to get this lineman. Yeah, and then the, Broderick Jones. Yeah, Broderick we were going to get yeah. him. Um, and Pittsburgh took him. And then, yeah, Pittsburgh poached him because because of the Patriots. I mean, whether it's on the field or off the field, it finds Bill Belichick always finds a way <laughs> to hurt the New over York Jets. Screw the Jets yep. over. So – that's, you know, that's life, though. Bill Belichick's part of life. And um, – <laughs> Well, we got Will McDonald. I know mm-hmm. a lot of fans are complaining right now, saying that's not who we want. Who is this guy? Oh, his highlight is moving a vehicle. Big deal. Um, but he seems like a dog he, to me. Will McDonald the fourth, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was I like him. Yeah. I really like him. He's he's a very physical specimen. Um he seems like he's gonna get after it. So yeah, yeah but I like the McDonald pick. I mean, obviously. A lot of people are going to say the number one priority should have been going after a, a lot. Well, we did get a lot of O-linemen in the latter rounds. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people say, oh, you know, after just getting Rodgers, you're not off to a great start. You know, mm-hmm. not taking a receiver or a lineman. But 
you know, our defense is really, really, uh, it's a premier defense tops mm-hmm. in the league. And it just got better in Will McDonald. And most of all, I say I like Will McDonald because I trust our general manager, Joe mm-hmm. Douglas. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would do anything. He, if he's, if he gives it the go ahead, it's, I sign off. I mean, yeah. this guy has worked wonders for our franchise. I wouldn't know where we'd be without him. Zach Wilson would probably still be our quarterback. But everything he does, unlike a lot of my other GMs that I root for, this GM is is a uh, he's a god, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I trust it, and uh, yeah. So overall, mm, put a number on it. Yeah, we need your. So I gave you my one. What, to you 10. said six. What did you say? Six. I and said a half? six and a half. I'll I'll lie. And you said seven. Eight. Okay, seven. Something. I mean, this wasn't as significant as last year's draft. I mean, last year's draft, we started to turn our focus on the draft at, in October. I mean, the season was already over. Right. It was all about – well, this draft class was a lot weaker than last year's yeah. too. Um, which is which is why I feel I feel that the commander's draft last year was better than this year's draft. Mm-hmm. Even though I, I don't – yeah, yeah, I don't I don't hate this year's draft, but I think the guys – and it's to be seen, obviously, but the guys we got last year had immediate impact. Right, John, and I, Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, Jahan Dotson, yeah. Robinson, Torch the Giants. Yep, Sam Howell, who's likely going to be our starter this year. So yeah, I Ooh. just man, they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh, what, he fell what, off. He, the is he even on the team? No, we cut him. We cut him uh, a month ago, month and a half. Wait, so where's Heineke? Heineke He's went to Atlanta. The Falcons. Oh, yeah. So we we signed. Jacoby Brissett. Um, Brissett's so going to be the starter. Uh, Rivera wants Howell to be the starter, but I, I won't be. I think there's going to be a quarterback competition. Oh, yeah, of course. I, I think, mean, I the, think Brissett will. I think Howell will win, but I won't be surprised if Brissett sees time as a starter this year. Well, because wherever Brissett goes, Brissett he's did, did a, he's, yeah, he did he's a solid job in Cleveland last yeah. year. He got him a couple wins. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't enough to get them in the playoffs. Right. But, it, you know, now obviously they have Watson. So, that you know, I feel like Howell probably has greater potential. Mm-hmm. You kind of know what you're going to get in Preset. Mm-hmm. Just about average quarterback play at best. Yeah. And, uh, but great guy. I mean, off the field, Joe, Jacoby Preset's an awesome dude. Yeah, that's what I've heard so, too, um, a lot. Yeah, I, I'm rooting for, I guess I'm rooting for Preset, but mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, it's it's not going to be a very pretty year, but probably there's light not. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Snyder's gone. Yeah. Um, Ron Rivera is still the coach, right? He's still there. He's still the coach. I like Ron Rivera, but then there's just some head scratching moments where you're just like, what, what are you doing? Well, I, I agree. The 49ers. Yeah. The 49ers taking Heineke out and right. putting Wentz back in. Um, yeah. He didn't realize this was like a big game. Yeah. Well, that was, that was against Cleveland actually when, when we lost to Cleveland and Wentz that was, that was, so we, we lost to San Francisco he put Wentz in at the end of the game. He named Wentz the starter the next week, after having not played in, in weeks. ten weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, after the broken finger, six weeks, whatever it was. Um, I think that kind of lost the locker room a little bit, right? Um, but I mean, I I, I like Rivera. Um, he does have some of those weird questionable calls. Yeah, head scratch. Joe moments. Judge yeah. moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I I think. I'm excited about Eric Bieniemy. Uh, you know, right, I, I'm, I'm excited about that job. But I, I think he's positioning. I wouldn't be surprised with new ownership coming in 
they'll want to clean house, hire their own guys. Rivera might be gone, and I think the enemy could be the head coach. It could happen as soon as this this coming season. It could. It could. I think if they did fire Rivera, I mean, he's the no-brainer interim head coach. Yeah, well, and he's then, the associate head coach. That's his, oh, that's his title. It's, okay. it's offensive coordinator and associate head coach. Oh, so. all right. So he's pretty much halfway there. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemy's a great offensive coordinator. They uh, That was another exceptional hire on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just Rivera. It's like – and the, and the interview last season when they found out they didn't make the playoffs, he's like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was a bit weird. It's like, you should know that. Yeah. So, I don't know. But Whether we'll he see. was serious or sarcastic is still. Right. Yeah. His interviews sometimes are great. Yeah. Not so good some other times. Yeah. So, all right. So, we got the draft, and uh, we'll, we'll see how things go. But mm-hmm. just to uh, wrap up the football topic, I saved the best for last. The New York Jets quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. He's here, and he's perfect. It has happened. We have been, Andrew disagrees with you. We have for those yes. who can't see. Yes, he's, he's a demonstrative look of disgust on his he's face. He's old. Right now. He's old. One big one. One big bone crushing hit from Kayvon Thibodeau this year. He's done. Okay. Well, I felt last year he's not an injury prone quarterback though. He's old. That, yeah, true and true. But it, I, I felt last year that the Jets were a quarterback away. And because you have the defense, they have the offense, they have the weapons on offense. Um, I still feel they, they need one more kind of, but, you know, Brees Hall went down with injury last year, but they have Garrett Wilson. They brought in Lazard, right? From um, yeah, and, 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 and Michael Hardman. Yeah, right. No, do not underestimate Mecole Hardman. Never this guy's got the best legs in the league. He, run, he runs like <laughs> he runs like the wind. This guy. He's. Uh, I think he averages the most yards per catch after the catch in the NFL. Um, so that's a big addition. Obviously, getting Rogers' number one wide receiver the last couple of seasons in mm-hmm. Lazard is huge. Mm-hmm. We have the wide receivers now. Mm-hmm. We have the elite defense. There's just so much young talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and I think pretty much everybody's on the same page with the fact that with competent quarterback play last season, the Jets would have been a playoff team. Mm-hmm. They would have been a playoff team. They, got they had all the, the pieces round. in place. <laughs> but nobody could throw the ball for us. No offense to Mike White, but – He's been a career backup for a reason. Yeah, he's he's good, but he's a good, like you know, good filler food, but not a good entree. It's like <laughs> a good snack, but you know, we just got a flaming yawn on the table and Aaron Rodgers. I I, I think that's yeah. how Heineke was for yeah. us too. Very good top five backup quarterback in the league, probably. Right. But, but week in week out, not going to work. Not You're not going to win a Super Bowl that way. Right. Aaron Rodgers, how you win a Super Bowl? This guy, and and we, I understand the Packers didn't make the playoffs. Probably had the worst season of his career. The worst season of his career was one hundred times better than Zach Wilson's best game. One hundred times better. Yeah. He, yeah. He, Zach Wilson is a a, a a joke. He's a joke, <laughs> and I, I'm concerned that he's. My biggest concern about the Jets right now is if Rodgers goes down, he's our quarterback. He's not a backup. He's not an NFL player. The good thing is that Rodgers historically has been durable, but. Right. As Andrew just pointed out, he's 30. He'll be 39. He's 39 right now. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. he'll be 40 when the season starts, maybe. Um, 
The, the, I think you, you you kind of have to worry with just like the general things. Like Drew Brees never he never took he took hard hits, but he was never hurt from hard hits. He was hurt from just like his last wear year, and tear on his, his shoulder. Yeah, his rib. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Wear and tear on his elbow and his shoulder. Um I, that's that's the stuff I, I I think about with Rodgers. Right. Um, but he's also a different type of quarterback. He has some athleticism. He's not as stagnant as mm-hmm. Breeze, Peyton Manning, discount double check. Discount double um, check. Peyton Manning's well, got wheels. rates coming to New York. Yeah. Peyton Manning's got wheels. Um, but Rodgers, I guess the, the biggest caveat right now is the fact that, listen, I would love to sit here and compare this to a Tom Brady-Tampa situation, mm-hmm. but – Tom Brady had it made with his offensive line. And that's the that's the brilliance of that's the genius in Tom Brady yeah. is the fact that he knew the Patriots were falling apart mm-hmm. and he saw their O-line was in was in doo-doo. Yeah. And so he Shambles. made the move. He pulled the trigger, went to Tampa Bay, which is obviously a beautiful place to live for his beautiful family, yeah. or now broken family. Um so, but our line is is average at best right now. We do not have a top tier offensive line. It's not as bad as it was last year. So, they're going to need to step up and play yeah. a part in protecting Rodgers. So, and on the non football front with Rodgers, mm-hmm. obviously he can be a little bit of a weird cat. Yeah. Some people consider Some him a, a, days, a drama queen head case. But, and, and I'm not saying it's not. 100% true is that I'm not saying that that's completely false. He, he, he's known to have some off field problems, mm-hmm. the darkness retreat, the, yeah. he, he doesn't like his family. He, he, he can be weird. However, he nailed his press conference. He said all the right things. Mm-hmm. He said that Super Bowl trophy looks awfully lonely. lonely. It needs yeah. some company. But it was it didn't come off in like a bragging kind of manner. It was re, it was like respectful. He he um, he refused to take the number twelve. He refused to take number twelve. Joe said so he, he respected the history of the Jets. Yeah, he understands that. Well, this is not a very successful franchise. It is a very storied franchise, mm-hmm. and he seems like he's ready to to be in the Big Apple. I think yeah. he's made for New York, and I don't think it's going to be a Matt Harvey situation where he's. Uh, you know, takes advantage of the uh, accessibility of the city, mm-hmm. you know, missing practices to go to Islanders games. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, he was at the Garden back-to-back nights, got a uh, outstanding uh, round of applause. And was was he at the Knicks applause. game? Mm-hmm. It was at the Rangers and Knicks back to I didn't, I didn't. I saw him at the Rangers game. I didn't see him at the Knicks game. I didn't so know that. So 24 hours. He He's yeah. really uh, – He's embracing it, and, you know, I think it's good for him. I think he's a guy that likes to be out on the town. So he's going to love it here, man. He's really going to love it. And um, as of right now, I just feel like all systems are a go. It's just everything. We can sit here and talk about how great this is going to be all day. Now it's just about just go do it. Right. Start winning. I don't want this to turn into, like, Russell Wilson on the Broncos, you know? Hopefully it doesn't. Half of my head is saying, like, this could be – this could be – you know, Brady to the Bucks. We're going to win a Super Bowl. We're fine. He's going to put us back on the map finally. And then it's like, this could be a complete train wreck. And, you know, so well, the, the, the good part is that Nathaniel Hackett is there. Hackett. Yes. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's, that's a, that's a major right. component. And obviously Hackett, Hackett's tenure with the Broncos was a, a uh, joke, was a jo- another yeah, joke. An absolute joke. 
it just really like just it, it, it couldn't it, have gone worse. No, I mean, not at all. Complete train wreck all not around. Um, but we've seen Rodgers win two um, MVPs under Nathaniel Hackett, mm-hmm. so so it's just reason to be optimistic on I, that front yeah. as well. And uh, I like Hackett so from what I've heard so far. I think this Hackett scheme is going to work under mm-hmm. what we have in place offensively. And uh, now it's just about go and do it. So J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> I think we've uh, we've beat the dead horse on the football end of things. And we know CBS is not the biggest uh, baseball outlet, mm-hmm. but you guys do cover baseball on your networks. On our, yeah, so on our on – our, we don't broadcast the MLB. Live games, um, yeah. But – our radio shows, our twenty-four hour streaming shows, they'll broadcast. Uh, well, they'll they'll talk about baseball, the MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, all that. Um, so yeah, we 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 do talk about it. We've done a little bit of work on it so far the past month or so. Um, it's been a good season, I think, so far. Some yeah, surprises, some some big surprises. Like the yeah. Yankees being in last place. The pit, <laughs> Pirates are in first. The Yankees are in last. Baltimore, yeah. the Orioles. Yeah. I love seeing the Yankees. I'm not trying to say place. I thought the Rays were going to be a bad team, but who saw this coming? I don't think anybody. A historic uh, start. Historic. That's, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, unbelievable. What did they start? Not eleven and 0, 9 and 0, 13, 13 and zero. That's unreal, and and they really, I mean, they've lost some. They lost a series to the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. They and they have lost some games. I think they lost yesterday or to the, the other White day. Sox. But it's, <laughs> they lost to the White Sox, who were on a ten-game losing streak. What a joke! So some team. very dramatic <laughs> losing and winning streaks. And the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, I'm I'm happy for that fan base because yeah. they uh, similar like Jet situation there. They just really stink. Yeah. Um, historically, they have a beautiful ballpark, though. I, I've heard go. I've heard some people say it's the nicest in the majors. That's what I've heard. Um, with the bridge looking out over. We're but. talking about nice ballparks. Just talk about <laughs> one City Field and two. I, I think it's better Citizens Bank Park. I think Citizens yeah, Bank it's Park. Philly, is, right? Yeah, I've been there. I, th- yeah. I think that's probably my favorite one I've been to. Huh. Like Fenway, you got the history. Yeah. Eh, it's Ripley not the best. I Wrigley sat behind yeah. a pole the entire game. It was not fun. Oh, you were one of you. Okay. Sat sat I mean, the Mets did win that day, so. That's the worst fun. experience at a game behind the pole. Yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, the annoying fans who's like yelling at everyone because they were walking through to get something. I've I've heard, well, I haven't been to Citizens Bank yet. I, really? Maybe, the, maybe this summer I'll go. I went to the, um, the Nationals Park is nice. It, yeah, it's, it's nothing I, special. I'm yeah, sorry, it's it's. I mean, because they're so restricted with space in DC. Right. Um, I think the same designer who who the architect who designed City Field designed. I was going to say it's like I a think. City Field kind of yeah. inspired park. Yeah. Um, City Field. Um, it looks like same things like Ebbets Field. You know, right. The mm. Dodgers the, used the, to put yeah. the, the facade on the outside. Right. It's all Evans Field. Right. Well, the problem with Washington isn't so much the park. It's it's probably Location. an average to above average park. It's a nice park mm-hmm. from what I've seen. But from what I've heard, the dilemma is the fact that there's they, they really don't bring in a good crowd at all. Part of it's because Especially they're losing. Now. Yeah. Um, but people that have been there, they tell me that it's very corporate. It's like a lot of guys in suits and ties. Like Not games. so much guys with jerseys on. Not like big fans. Sounds like a Rangers game. I, I would say, I would say the past couple of years, that's how it's, it's been. gotten corporate. It, when, Nobody's watching the game after twenty, really after COVID. After after we won the World Series, it, it it's become more stuffy. 
I'll say. It, right. Yeah. Kind of have an airy ballpark. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard because, you know, if your team doesn't win, if your star pitcher right. hasn't pitched at Strasburg, hasn't pitched in a million years. Yeah. Um, they literally have no – I mean, Josiah, right? They have no big names at all. No. Like nobody that you're coming to the park to watch. Right. No. And they, they've had so many in the past. And they're all – Bell, Schwarber, Turner, Harper. Harper. We Harper. could go on for days. Scherzer. Zimmerman. Scherzer. Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Jason Worth. Yeah. Adam so, Eaton. Adam Eaton. Adam Eaton. Is he, he's no, he's no, no longer retired. Okay. No. Uh, um, so, yeah, it's it's a, it's not a great time Sad over there. Affairs. Sad scene. But they won yesterday. Yeah. So, in the short term, yay. Uh, <laughs> Smith at a home run for the first time. He did? God knows he how long. <laughs> um, but – yeah, uh, ballpark atmosphere definitely needs to improve there. Yeah, I agree. City Field, the atmosphere the last two years has just completely erupted since mm-hmm. I think since Steve Cohen uh, really started his spending spree. The place I go a lot because um, I'm a Yankees fan, but I'm at City Field a lot just because it's closer. Most of my friends are Met fans, being that we're on Long Island. Yeah, so I'm there a lot. Don't they have the biggest video board? Yeah, yeah they, 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 it's nice. They uh, made the jumbotron a yeah, lot bigger this year. I do. I did hear that. It's un- it's unbelievable. It's like the biggest jumbotron in the history of jumbotrons. Yeah, yeah, but like staying on top even of the big thing. house couldn't match that. Sorry, Michigan boy. What was what the best? All right, so building off of stadiums like City Field, so, <laughs> yeah. which we're going to talk about, Citizens Bank. I think it's in a great location. You know. Big what city field? No, Citizens Bank. Oh, sorry. Philly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you got a little bit of everything there. Yeah. You know? I've, 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 on the highway, I've, I've yeah, seen you passed it. it. Yeah. Because Lincoln Financial is right, right there. Yeah. yeah. That's the best part about Philly. The parking lot. <laughs> yeah. It's the fact right that across. all their stadiums are in like this central hub, yeah. all pretty much interconnected and, and just outside the heart of Philadelphia. Right. So South Philly, and they're all, they're neighboring each other, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've had friends who go to Villanova, and they say they can go to a fi- uh, an Eagle 1 o'clock game and a Philly 7 o'clock game right. in the same day. Right. So that's a luxury to have. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's that's awesome for them. Obviously, they're known as the sports city, right. and uh, all of their parks and venues are, are above average pretty much. Right. Yeah, and like wrapping up, like atmospheres. I was there for the World Series, the one game they won at home. I thought that place was going to shake when Bryce Harper. Yeah, he was at home. When he went yard, I thought the place was going to shake and burn and like fall to the ground. You could feel it through the TV. No, I, I, he was, I, there. I was there. I know, yeah, you yeah, were I was there. there. But like those moments, I felt it through the TV. Oh too, yeah, of course. How loud it was, yeah. It gets so loud sometimes that like I, I, I felt it through the TV. Yeah. Joe Davis broadcasting the game. He couldn't. He couldn't even execute his call because it was so loud. You know. Yeah. He, he, could hear him trying to scream, but Best point the crowd sports. took over. Yeah, the crowd. All right, folks. Well, that's a wrap on the show today. Thank you for tuning in to our Darrell Balk Night special. And we will see you next time. See ya.